It's Mario's 35th anniversary! I don't even know what that means, but... Okay, let's get the show rolling. Hey everybody, how are you doing? I'm doing particularly well today. Um, I've been thinking about separating things. You know, just, you know, keeping it separate. Keeping, like, movies and comics and all that stuff one place. And making this pretty much nothing but video games and anime. Doing that maybe twice a week. You know, dropping the movie and the manga. The movie and the comic book stuff things like that and then just doing this nothing but anime nothing but manga it gives it like a cool little breakdown at least I feel that way on top of that I get to have a little bit more fun like I get to talk about the stuff that really gets me my really big stuff because I have a lot of opinions when it comes to I have, I have a lot of opinions on this like why else would I be on here talking to you if I didn't have an opinion I feel like that would be counterintuitive don't you like I feel like it would be I feel, personally, I do. But that's not what we're here for. What we're here for is talk about everything here, which is spoilers. We're going to break down for you exactly what I've been watching, what I am watching, what I'm reading, what I'm playing, what I'm going about, what I'm excited about, and all that good stuff. And what we're doing is that we're going to break it down and talk about it in all its entire tide. Okay? From the ground up, from the rooter to the tutor. We're basically going to talk about everything. So hopefully you have the information that you want, the information that you get. Hopefully I can sway your opinions with my opinion. We can see eye to eye. Or basically you may not. Or you may just be listening for the fun times. I don't know. It's up to you. But we're going to break down everything for you and hopefully you're not mad at me. Hopefully it'll be exciting, but it won't be too many spoilers because pretty much what I know, what I know is what I know. And I'm not going to give you everything because I want you to enjoy what you pick up. And I want you to pick it up for a reason. Okay, so let's go. So, pretty much we are talking about everything. Um, I've recently got a friend into Food Wars, which is Shokugeki no Soma. If you have not had the opportunity to watch Shokugeki no Soma or Food Wars, basically it is a series about food. Food. Um, and it has everything you could possibly imagine. Basically, the creator of Food Wars... Um, created this series for Shonen Jump and the series itself ran for it ran from November 2012 to June 2019 um, it had 36 volumes and it was that, that was pretty much put out by Shueisha so you see that was licensed by Viz in America and in Western markets basically it was created by it was written by Yuto Sukuda don't look, don't get me for pronunciation, okay? And illustrated by Shun Saiki. And basically, it was like I said, it was put out a weekly shonen jump. It was put out from November 26, 2012, till uh, November, uh, June 17, 2019. Um, so it was pretty much a great series. I really liked it, basically, about Soma. Um, pretty much the reason why it's called Food Wars is because that's what you have in the school. Um, if you like shows like Iron Chef or anything like that, imagine it being in a school environment and imagine the prize being something worth your while. You can get someone kicked out of school, you can get a school, you can get a club opened or a club closed. 
you can take a position from somebody being the best chef in the school and get a better opportunity so maybe you can travel around the world for free because let me tell you at some point in the manga certain people become top 10 and they're traveling i'm like where are you getting this cash from like where's this cash flow coming from but apparently the tops you can do whatever you want you're in the bank but the way the school does it is crazy like the food challenges like there was a challenge where they all became chefs at a at a michelin star restaurant which if you know michelin those are like the stars they give to like the super uber restaurants that give you like like if you ate a steak there it'd probably be like the best steak you've had on earth those type of restaurants that's the type of rust that's what type of a hotel they're at and they're supposed to serve people and so what they did is then when they had people come in and people who were going to test were actually people who worked for the resort so they have to cook for the people who cook in this resort the whole time i'm sitting there like this is bullshit you're kidding me are you kidding me this is a setup for disaster and literally half the kids you can tell who the main characters are because even the even the secondary ones because even the secondary characters are basically main characters because all of them are cooking like i'm gonna smoke me some bacon make some smoked eggs and make you feel like you're on a campfire and then you see them drawn up like they're on a campfire and they're just sitting there and sitting back chill. and i'm sitting there like there's no way in hell some 14 year old is cooking like that and making you feel like you're making you feel like you just had the best meal of your gosh darn life no that's a lie but seemingly that's the show that we're on anyways back to the point i just had my friend start watching and literally he's texting me all the time just going what is going on in this show why is why is she feeling like she's getting caressed by the i was like that's how they describe how they feel you know they're like running around talking about hey you know this is amazing food it feels great it feels great and amazing and wonderful so that's just one of the things that you know we're talking about so it's just highly amazing and just listening to him talk about it, it's been hilariously funny. Because it was on the list, but it really wasn't on the list because I gave to him to watch. And I told him, I was like, well, watch that and then, you know, watch ReZero. But be in a better mood when you watch ReZero. Just letting you know. And if you watch, if you heard anything from, like, my other episodes, then you know ReZero's not the show you want to just run up on. Just want to touch it and see it's cute. Don't see it. Look, that's an anime. If you see anything cute, don't touch it. Okay? Hate bunnies. Hate them. Hate them. Hate bunnies. So, that's a pretty good series. Really been enjoying it. He's really been loving it. Um, I personally have been re-watching um, The Melancholy of Suzuhi, of Haruhi Suzumiya. Um, Haruhi Suzumiya. Who pretty much she, in her... What they leave you with in her series is that she's a girl who basically controls reality. And she wants something interesting. She starts a club, an SOS Brigade to you know find something interesting in her world interesting would be espers aliens time travelers and come to find out we slowly find out these people are actually in her world and they're basically trying to appease her so that way she doesn't like destroy reality so it's and it's funny how they do it and how things go through and how everybody gets introduced and it's just a really funny series that i've really been just popping off with and really going into um i'm really excited about jujutsu kaisen um, you know, I follow a lot of different, okay, so here's the one that really got me, and I don't know if anyone listening watches Sword Art Online. 
Swallow Online is a series um, that I first came across with on Toonami. On Toonami, um, they played the first arc. It kind of gave me those dot hack sign vibes, but it was very different. I'll say that. It was the first time I had seen them get trapped in and the player killers would... If you kill someone in the game, they died in real life. The issue that I had with the anime... Um, because I've never read the light novels, so I don't know the concept and I don't know anything like that. But the sexual content, because they make rape humorous. Or they make it a plot point that's not really fleshed out. Like, it's the most random thing. Like, in the first, like, the end of the first season, I guess you call it the second core of the first season, or you want to call it the elf season. She gets raped by, like, vines, by vines or something, and he's, like, by tentacles. And I'm sitting there like, why? Like, he already had her chained up. She was already in a cage. There was honestly no reason to do that. You could have literally had Kirito chained up and been like, haha, I have your girl. There was no reason for it. So didn't understand it. So then the second season, the second season, I kind of got it a little bit because when they're having to sit on and the guy barges in and he tries to go, it's because he's psychotic and because we've gotten to that point, so we had to ramp to that point. So that one was kind of used to a degree where I was like, okay, it's not that bad. Like, okay, I can kind of go with this. The third one was a hell no. Literally, spoiler territory. Literally, we get to the point where Kirito and Yu-Gi-Oh are in school. They're inside this new game. They're inside the school, you know, swordship school, and they're learning. They better be swordsmen because they've gotten to that point in this particular game. And so, they go in and they're talking to their pages or the ones underneath them. And the boys, these rotten little boys, are basically going to rape them because the law said they were allowed. And so they break the taboo of breaking the law, of not listening to the rich, killing them. And that's pretty much they get told that they're wrong for breaking that taboo. And that starts the ball rolling for the manga, for the whole, this whole thing. Because then they find out where Alice is and all that. Okay, let's not go there. Don't go to the story and be like, oh, you know, it's because Alice and they're trying to look for her. No, 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 no. It started because the rape. And then they found Alice and was like, oh my God, Alice, that's who we're here for. Because remember, when they first did the whole rape thing, we didn't have the dude come from the real world and attack yet. That had not happened. This was all prior to that. So we have a whole nother thing happening in this latest season, which we're going to talk about in a second. <clears throat> where she comes in and that happens and that's before Alice. So then we get into this next season and I'm thinking it's over. You know, we've gotten a crossover. The guy has, there's a guy from the outside who's invaded the system. He's gone. He's going to collect Alice because she's, you know, he's supposed to get her to sell her because she's an artificial intelligence that was created basically like a human in a fake world. So basically she could be a human. This could be a soul with quotations that you can't see. So they're going to both take her. He doesn't want to take her. He wants to eat her because he likes killing things. It's this weird symbolic thing where he, like, eats the souls. He doesn't want to eat souls. Come on, y'all. You don't see them that way. This world don't work like that. It's VR, but it ain't that VR. So we go through. He's going through. He's trying to get Alice or whatever. So the season ends on that big climax because the war is happening. His force is in the dark territory and our force is in the human world. And we're going toe-to-toe. And so it comes back. Literally, the first episode back, because when the first, when the last episode left, we get sent on and she comes down with an arrow and she shoots and you're like, oh my god, it's going to be amazing. 
Nobody warned you what you were about to see. So we see Leafa, who Leafa's another problem, because Leafa was like racist's sister, but she's his cousin. She's the main character's cousin. Okay, so she's the main cousin. She was racist, the main character's sister, but she's really his cousin. But she was in love with him, so she faked who she was at first. Like she was hanging around with him, was not telling him who she was because she was in love with him. So we already see that's problematic because she's a blood relative and she should not be thinking about that. And she was raised as his sister, which means it's way left. Way left. So back to where I was getting to. I bet you guys are still like, what's wrong? Why are you watching this show? We'll get to that. So I'm sitting here watching. We come back and Leafa comes in and she's fighting. She walks up. All of a sudden, this witch lady who we've met the other season, she'll literally kill anybody to save her life. Her death was <coughs> telegraphed when she first popped up on screen episodes prior to this. It's just needed to happen at some point. So the pig guy was like, I'm human, I'm human. So it's supposed to be like this whole racial thing. You know, he thinks he's a, he looks like a pig, but he's not a pig, he's human. It's, you're, you're an NPC. It really doesn't matter what you are. We treat you all the same. NPC. But okay. It's a video game. This is my point in what's about to happen. So Leafa comes up. She gets grabbed by this lady, groped with tentacles and the things going up her, up her shirt. Again, sexual content and then she's like I order you pigman because she's above him and as far as like the commanders and she's like I order you to touch her and fondle her and I'll let you live and I won't burn you to a crisp so he's like unzipping his pants and it starts to happen he's like trying to fight it so it doesn't happen because he breaks his own taboo but the fact that we had this happen is problematic and I don't know what and then all this the writer was like oh I was young and I just what did Young have to do with the fact that you keep making that the worst written thing I've ever seen? The fact that you have to use sexual molestations or rapes or anything, excuse the words, for a writing point that doesn't mean they come to a point, it's crazy because literally the whole reason why they're doing this is because of an attempted sexual misconduction or something. What are you going to call it? doesn't make any sense so i don't know but the art is amazing when you get to the actual fighting it's really good it literally gives you the feel of like if it was an npc and it was like if i was playing the sword art online video game and this is what it looked like this would be totally amazing the story points of course that i want to change i want to take out you know delete remove especially for now um you know but the art and all of that is an amazing look and i love the way that it appears um something else you know some other things i've been getting i've been getting into more I know I talked to you guys about Moyuna Roji Supernatural Bureau of Investigation. It is getting to, he just, we just had a point where Muyu um, went in and got Hades, the god of the underworld, as one of his contracts. So it's about to get popping. If you guys have not read the manga, you guys have no idea. It's about to get big. We have stuff going on with people from the underworld. We have a new faction. It's, it's very much a shonen. So you're going to get some things from it that are really cool. Um... And really good. So I did want to mention that because I'm loving that. Still loving Read Zero. Still loving It's amazing. Um, if you guys didn't listen to the previous episode, and you listen to this, I'm watching God of High School. Right now we're in the semifinals. Park, my boy, just showed with the Nine Tail Fox. Nine Tail Fox. So that's pretty cool. Um, he's fighting Mori. Um, just pretty much he just walked in and said, you know, I can't lose either. So I don't know how this is going to end. I don't even have any expectations. Because let me see, Mori could lose. Somebody could interrupt the whole thing, to be honest with you. And it could never have a winner. 
Because look, it looked like it was going to do that last episode when the sword came down from the sky. I was like, yep, tournament's over. Tournament is done. Go home. You won't stand any stands no more. That's what I feel is going to happen. So it's to each his own. To, you know, to, 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 to each his own. Um, so there's so much. So much, so much, so much. Um, just in a general sense. So I'm super excited about those things that I'm watching. Um, some things are returning, so I gotta get back into the Billionaire Detective, which if you have not watched it, watch it. It's funny. Basically, the regular, the detective comes, the guy comes in, he becomes a detective. He becomes a detective, basically, I feel like he bought his way in because he's a part of this huge family. But basically, he will, say for is your house, they need to drive through your house to get to like, or destroy your house to get to like a criminal or something, or they need you to do something. This guy will literally overpay you to do what needs to be done. So, like, oh, I ran your car off the road and it crashed. I'll pay you $300,000 for your $15,000 car. Are you kidding me? These kind of things are happening. It's hilariously funny. And the other guy likes hard work. The other detective he gets partnered up with likes to work for all the achievements. And so he believes in justice. He believes in being right. He doesn't believe there should be anything corrupt. And we all know that things don't always end up that way. So he got booted down to like a lower tier. And so just seeing it come through is just crazy. Um, Ishimasu-san, um, I have not watched that, but I've been what I have been doing. If we want to talk about video games, um, in video games, basically, um, I've been really into the new Avengers game. I know there's been some heralding of, there's been a back and forth because the microtransaction system is like, child. I couldn't, I don't know if I could do the whole thing because I'm a grinder. Like, I'm not buying, I'm not buying nothing unless it's worth it. And let me tell you what things I have purchased. I bought this game and that's all I'm buying. And it came with stuff because I got the digital ex exclusive. So I got stuff with it. And that's what I'm getting. That's why I still haven't used anything. Because I'm like, look, if a character comes out and it costs these jewels, I'm not using these jewels on no suit that I can win by grinding. That's not going to happen. So that's me. Um, I'm still playing it. So I'm super excited about that. Um, during the time of getting that, I actually got two other games, which are pretty exciting for me. I got the horror game Little Nightmares, which I've been wanting to play since I saw um, Super Horror Bros talk about on his YouTube. Look him up if you look him up because he literally talks about everything from Bendy and the Inkwell. He does playthroughs and talks about Friday Nights, Friday Nights at Freddy's. <coughs> and he talks about Little Nightmares. I had the opportunity to actually watch a couple of his playthroughs, watch him break down Tiny Little Nightmares and break down Little Nightmares 2. Basically, it's a side-scroller sort of platformer, but it's like a puzzle game. So, like, it's this 3D puzzler game, and it's just really it has this dark atmosphere. You're trying to get through without being spotted because there's creatures. I wouldn't say there's creatures, but there's things, there's people-like things. They could eat you. There's, like, gnomes. It's just... It is highly amazing and highly addictive, and it's something I've been waiting for, and that was on sale because Gamescon was last week, so it was on sale for like seven bucks. I was like, you stupid if you don't buy, actually it was on sale for $3, but if you got the two D, if you got the DLC, then it was $7, I was like, well, give me it for $7. While I'm at it, I bought Witcher 3 with all of his DLCs and the expanded packs. It's like 16 things, all this stuff. It was like... 20 bucks or like 15 bucks or something I was like oh oh who you talking to so I got those and then I had got and I love the witches I love the witches for the lore like I watched the leaderboard 
talk about this Witcher timeline so many times when you go through, you talk about how the the Lushen fits in, and you figure out like even there's pieces of like the actual TV show in the game, and you see how it worked out and see how it goes through. Like to be a part of that is amazing. So I can't wait because I just started the game, and so I'm super excited about it. But as far as the Avengers game, um. The microtransactions have worked out the way that I thought they were going to. Um, it's not as... Everybody keeps saying it's as bad as EA. I don't think it's as bad as EA. EA had a problem with basically, like, you couldn't get anything, anything good. This feels like when Destiny first did it, which, yes, it's problematic, but, I mean, I don't buy nothing in Destiny either. I told you, the only thing I bought... Recently, I got the Pokemon DLCs. So, I got Tundra, and I got the little grassland area or whatever. Don't get me. Um, so I do those. I purchased Animal Crossing, which I still play, which we will talk about, because I have a problem. And so I got that. Um, I purchased a DBZ character. I purchased Mortal Kombat. No, I purchased the Mortal Kombat con, you know, the, the time, the new DLC with, with, with Shang Tsung in it. Um, so I did that. Um, and then I have Pokemon at home. Because, you know, I have Pokemon characters. I have Pokemon. Um, so that's basically what I do. But, you know, look, that's just what I'm talking about. But that's, like, how we're really going to go about that. You know, this... Because I don't really do... I guess... You know what? I just said I don't buy anything. But in that short period of time, I just named so much stuff, didn't I? So I guess I had lots of stuff. I just don't feel any reason for me to buy something that I could just grind for, though. Especially because I just hack it. Let me tell you something. My favorite characters are the ones that can just beat you up. So Hulk... And Captain America are two of my favorites. So at that point, I'm going to grind all day. I'm going to play it all day mindlessly, and that's all I have to do. Um, <clears throat> the main thing is I really want to talk about is it's the 35th anniversary of Mario! So yeah, so we want to talk about the 35th anniversary of Mario. Nintendo did this full-on direct with Mario. Now, you know Mario Boo. Everybody would have sit there. I was in a group, in one of my Facebook groups, and somebody was like, they put up a meme, and they were like, oh, Nint- you know, PlayStation and Xbox fans. They're like, Nintendo's like, hi, I got something for you. Now, of course, Nintendo is going to put out Mario. And they're like, yeah, Mario's our boo. Mario's bae. Mario got what's going on. So they know they can sell everything with Mario, especially because Mario has his anniversary, his 35th anniversary. So what they announced is they're bringing back Sunshine, uh, Odyssey and 64, like the 3D ones, into a 3D All-Star pack. Which, if you remember, the All-Star pack was the Jizneys. It was like thebomb.com. It was just like amazing because you could play like literally through all, you only had about one game and you could play through every single one of the games. So it was like, oh, that's the bomb. Especially if you didn't have certain games, you could literally play them or you could play alternate versions of them or you could play them like in color. So it was just one of those things. But that's the cool part, because they also dropped Super Mario All-Stars and a bunch of other games on Super Nintendo. So, oh, by the way, the 3D games are upscaled. So if you could have to play them on, like, 64 or anything like that, they're upscaled so they look a whole lot better on the Switch than they used to. So anybody who's not had them, own them, want them, park them, do them, or whatever, you go ahead and you get... I'm telling you, get it, because it's a... Honestly, it's three games for $59. How is it a, how is it a bad deal? Like, one of them costs $59, especially if, when they come out. It's also limited. So, get it. You get three games, $59. You know, 
I heard Sunshine was a bomb, okay? So, I'm just saying. Why not? Um, the game that really makes me laugh is they have Mario Kart. They have this new Mario Kart coming out. And basically, you can set up a track. They give you tracks that, you know, they say, hey, you can do these. And you can set them up in your house. So you can run Mario 3D-wise in your Switch. Can you imagine if somebody... Now, now, let's be real with you. I know I'm getting this because this is going to be amazing. Can you imagine just sitting on your tail and driving around your house scaring your cat and your dog? I don't know how your dog's going to feel about it, but my cat's going to run away from the thing. It's not going to hit us, whatever. So, whatever. But just imagine the fact that you have this one around. You have kids. Can you imagine? Scott, come get Bobby's freaking cart. It's going to be hilarious. I just can't wait. But it's also a smart idea because literally taking AR technology and taking it up that next notch to add it to this game, create these toys. So not only, because imagine, like, if I go and me and my person go and get the Mario one, we only get Mario, we have to buy the other carts if we want our favorite person. And in the game, your tires change and they look different in the game. But of course, everything's going to look the same there. But I love the way they tweaked it, the way they worked it. It looks ultimately amazing. So I'm super excited about it. Um, another thing they have coming out that I really enjoy as far as peripherals and as far as toys is they're bringing back that Game & Watch. Hey, hey, hey. The Game & Watch, right, is it's an old thing that used to come out. And they used to have, like, the Game & Watches used to have, like, Zelda, Donkey Kong, Mario. They'd have, like, levels on them. You could basically play through them... In a similar way that you play like the game watches, like tig the the tigers, the tigrix watches and things like that. Um, so it's very similar to that. Um, what they've done, and again, I don't know if this technology changed or anything like that, but what they've done is they created a game and watch that will play Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels on it. And so basically, that's the harder Mario One game that we didn't get in America. And so super excited to play it, and it's going to be in the game and watch. And they also have, like, this other Mario game, which is, like, Catching Balls. I'm sitting here doing it with my hands, and none of you can see it. But it's sort of like the monkey catching game. I think it's called, like, Ballo or something. I don't know. Um, Rollo, Rollo, I don't know. But that's also going to be on it. So basically, it's going to be $50. I'm super excited about it. It's going to be limited quantities. So basically, if you don't get it, then you don't get it. Literally. Um... So that's basically what we're talking about. Like, I'm like, I want this game and watch. Like, I really do. Like, it really looks like something I really want. And it's not the first piece of Nintendo Collector Edition items I've gotten. Because I do have the Pokemon um, Red and Blue Edition of the 3DS. Because, let's be real with you. I love Pokemon. Um, now, today, which is the 8th, they actually just announced the new um, Hyrule 100 game. Which I haven't really looked up too much on it. Oh, let me. Oh, one thing before I get into that, let me tell you about the new Mario Thirty Five. Mario Thirty Five though will be available until March. And if you want to get up, get up, because it's coming out in October, the first week in October, and it's running through March. And basically, what it's going to do is you're going to be playing through Mario Brothers. You're going to be playing through a level, and basically, you'll be every time you hit an enemy, you're sending that enemy to thirty four other people. And basically, if you if you play Tetris 100 or Tetris 99 or anything like that, it's basically going to be the same thing. So that's Mario 35. So it's limited up until February. 
What I'm guessing is because that's what I'm about to talk to you now. February 21st is the 35th anniversary of Zelda. And there have been talks about Breath of the Wind 2. There have been talks about new Hyrules. They've been talking about peripherals. They've been talking about bringing back the remasters, putting the games on Switch on, on Switch Online, for the Nintendo Online, or for the Super Nintendo Online. They've been talking about all this mess. So, Nintendo made an announcement today um, at a direct that they're going to be releasing a new Hyrule's 100, which basically is a prequel to Hyrule Warriors. Well, prequel to Hyrule Warriors about the win. So, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do. Is this a beginning? Is this something that they're kind of touting towards? Because I feel like something's going to come up for Zelda soon um, after Mario. Like, they're going to let Mario run his course his 35th anniversary, and then they're going to let Zelda come through. I don't believe that they're going to allow Zelda to have an anniversary and then be like, oh, you know, Zelda, don't worry about that. You know, I really don't feel that they're going to um, do something like that. I feel like Nintendo is great at marketing. They're great at, you know, taking something down and making it their own. We won't say what for what, but we do know that. Um, Nintendo's smart um, as far as things go. So I'm super excited to see what they do with Zelda. I have Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, I actually follow Austin John Plays to um, on YouTube and it actually walked me through because there's a bunch of things I don't know because I'm not a big Zelda player. I've only played a few Zelda games. So it's one of those things where I'm super duper excited about it um, and getting that done. And so seeing just how it's going to be for Zelda. Um... The other thing is I just got back into my Animal Crossing. I need to build an island. I wonder if anybody knows. There's a bunch of things. And, and right now, they just started a series on Line, um, which I think people need to know. Like, he's one of my favorite channels. Um, and he does... Let me see. Um, there's Tadback TV, which does a really good job. Um, but the one that I'm really thinking about is there is um, I'm trying to see if I can locate it because right now I'm going through my there it goes so there's Gary Witter who actually worked for Star Wars I, mean, I think he actually does still work on Star Wars I think he works on um, I don't remember the department but he's been doing a great job at Animal Crossing. I came across him because I started watching his Animal Talk, which basically he brings in celebrities who play um, Animal Crossing and brings them in and talks to them about the various things that are going on in the Animal Crossing world, what they're playing, what's going on with their island. Sometimes he even takes a tour of their islands. Um, we saw everything from, we saw Elijah Woods. We saw um, Selena Gomez surprised us. So there's been some just great opportunities. We saw T-Pain's. Um, oh my god, Danny Trio was there, and Danny Trio even does like a little, um, he comes back and does a couple of things. So recently, Gary Wilda started a dungeon quest game called Dungeon Crossing in Dungeon and Dragons game. I'm so sorry. Dungeon and Dragons game inside of Animal Crossing, and I find that so amazing. The fact that, you know, there's so many different ways that we can do that and keep active during this time. And he's been so creative about it. So I feel like if you haven't seen it, really watch it. He sometimes he has magic. Lisa Loeb came on into the song within the show. He does the whole talk show and the whole game within Animal Crossing. And just seeing how he was creatively took that and took it a different way. 
honestly, it's it's crazy. Like his recent one, like it's like two hours and fifty two minutes. But the way that it goes through, and um, I believe he gets you know just so many different things. This last video, you know, got you know just thousands of views, and it's just amazing. So I I love everything that he does. So I subscribed the moment that I saw that he was coming through. So I was like, ah, love that. Um, so that's some of the things that I've been playing um, and watching. Um, if anybody wants to continue, I would continue with ReZero. Last week, we got we met the witches. Um, my favorite being Gluttony, because she is something. She's in like this crab uh, sort of thing that um, keeps her there. And she, I love the way she kind of turns back and forth on a dime. Um, if you're watching it, I really feel like the witches are going to be very, very... But the opposite of what we think. I believe, like, their figures and that people... I don't know if anyone else's opinion is like this, but people are following them and are doing certain things that I don't think the witches instinctively would do. What got me is, like, the like the one of Wrath. Like, literally, she punches you. She, you know, heals you. The bad... That is because she causes calamity or she causes problems when she does that. So, you know, the ones around us is kind of like a probability thing. But I feel like... You know we're getting to that point where it's really showing that. Um, One Piece. I did want to speak about One Piece because One Piece has been off and on, like you know, with the anime and the manga. Sometimes the writing's good. Sometimes the writing's sometimes the, sometimes the animation is off when it comes to the way that it looks. I feel like personally they did Yasu right. Like I felt that like when they when she when Toko ran up and saw him on the ground crying. And she started to cry, and Zoro came up, and they started to laugh while the tears were falling. And um, I forget the Oran um, Momo's sister comes up and grabs Zoro when he freaks out, and she's like, "No," she was like, she's basically telling him their emotions are stripped; they can't do anything but laugh, and they want to cry so bad, and all they can do is laugh. And you don't, and I think people who, people who read the manga, some friends of mine I've talked to, and people I talk to, you see how dark that is, but when she finally gets to go ahead and tell him why this, you know, it happened this way, and why it's called Smile, the, the fake devil fruit, it's so dark. Like, you would never think, oh, if, you know, you're laughing, you're supposed to be crying, blah, blah, blah. you never think about how dark that is until she relates it to you. Because basically, spoiler alert, so basically, when the runoff that's going in is infecting, you know, the people in Ibizu Town, and Ibizu Town was tested by with Smile Fruits to see if they would get Devil Fruit powers, and so only I believe it's like only ten or fifteen percent get Devil Fruit powers. The other ones, and those are called Gifters. The other lot, um, which are called Pleasures, and also the people of Ibizu City who get the rejection when they eat the Devil Fruit, it strips them of all emotion except laughter and smiling which is why it's called smiles. So in that small percentage, you become a gifter, you still have your emotions, you still have all those things going on, or you become pleasures where literally you can't do anything but laugh, you can't do anything but smile, that's it. And it's so dark to know that, you know, this moment happened with her father, Toku's father, and she can't even show any emotion because of the effect of the smile fruits. And so it's so dark, but I feel like where the anime is going, especially giving him three episodes, like... I feel like that is a due process. Because at first, let me tell you something. In the manga, I barely felt it. But I felt it more than Ace. And I'm sure I felt it more than he felt that punch through the chest. Hello. But um, I never really felt a connection to 
the material. And I knew what he meant, but the way they showed backstory, like him giving them, like they showed a backstory of him giving them, the, they had stolen some money when they were vagabonds. And he was like, no, he was like, you know, you're retainers. He's like, you can take this money. Take this and earn yourself. Take this and become better men. Take this and learn about being what it takes to be a shogun so that you can help Odin get to where he needs to be. Y'all need to make sure that you make sure that he becomes who he needs to become. And then when he becomes Shogun, you need to become retainers and you need to become the warriors and the justice and those who protect Quano. So the fact that they broke that down, you're like, damn, damn. And then when you saw Odin come out and Odin threw that sword out, Odin hit him and he hit him back. And I was like, he can't even beat, like to know that Yasu went from, oh, you gotta realize Odin level. Like, he was going toe-to-toe with Odin training, y'all. Like, he was telling Raizo, and he was telling Kinemon what you need to do. Like, don't, oh, don't get me started. Let me tell you. Because they had no idea. No, no idea. None. None. None at all. So let me tell you, I felt that emotion. Because when I tell you, when they broke, because I don't know if, my, I, don't, I had to look back to see if the manga did that much, you know, with him. But the anime, crisp, crisp, crisp. So good. So good, so good, so good. Um, I never told you guys about BNA, did I? You need to watch that if you're not watching any anime. It's really good. Um, it's probably one of my more favorite of the anime that's out right now. Um, basically, it's a trigger anime. So if you know trigger, you could be with look. It's trigger. It could, like, y'all could be sitting at home right now and be like, oh, no, the end of that. Because that's what Trigger does. Because I remember Darling and Franks, I was in there weekly. And then you tell me, well, if we take all their sexual all their sexual parts, they can live forever. And now they're living forever. It's a problem for the earth. You know, I was like, you know what, Trigger, what you're not going to do is that to me. So, just watch that. B&A, pretty awesome. Um, I told you guys Watchery Zero, The Witches, amazing. Um, One Piece is great. Um, I've been really trying to get some stuff done because, like I said, I've been getting to that. Again, if you're not up on, I don't know if you, if you guys are, if this is if this is you guys' first time show, amazing because all we're gonna talk about is manga and anime. If you guys have not seen or heard or didn't hear me talk about it before, The Misfit of Demon King Academy, amazing series. Um, I feel like that series, and I know I said this before, but I feel like this series was helped by COVID-19 because he is super OP. It would never work otherwise. And when I say he's super OP, because he knows he's OP. It's not one of the things like, oh, I slipped into her. Oh my God, how did that happen? No. Bruh beat something like he beat a dude with his heartbeat because he was like, I'm not even going to use my hands. So he beat him with his heartbeat. Then he kept, then he kept snapping to kill him, but he kept bringing him back. And he was like, so when you're, when you're tired of this, I'll let you go ahead and go. So you see how it goes. And like, he beat, like he knew he was going to beat the swordsman guy, but he was like, I, he was like, so now you know what your core is. Cause your core is like your magic core. So you can't live without it. The mother was dying and nobody else could figure out her core, but somehow you figured it out. I was like, what kind of BS is this? So that helped, that show was helped because I would have never watched, and the funny thing is I didn't watch for the longest time 
and I saw someone online talking about it, and I was like, I guess I'll watch the show. I guess I really have no choice in this matter. Um, so that really made me sit there and watch it. I actually got a friend of mine to watch it. I was like, bruh, um, I need to watch Fire Force, so we're not going to talk about that till I catch up. Um, but I'm super excited because there's parts of it that I really, really enjoy. Um, I really love Arthur's, Arthur's story. Which, let's be for real, what you spoiler, his parents are shit. Like, his parents was like, because he used to make believe and believe in King Arthur and he believed that he was a knight, they was like, watch the house, watch the castle, son. And they left him. Like, they literally, like, up and left. Didn't like, and they made it seem like they were going off to this far land, they were going to, you know, make the, make the, uh, make the war occur and then they were going to come and get him. Hell no. That's not what happened. That was a, shit parents put them on the list you got Goku you got the dude from Fullman Alchemist who put his daughter and his dog together oh Tucker Shao Tucker um you have Gon's dad which at least Goku shows up Gon I want to call him something but I'm not going to call it until I get into the privacy of my own home but I'm going to tell you right now Gon's father ain't shit this man even had a card that his son wrote, that his son won, and if his son asked to see him, it was going to send him somewhere else. What kind of bullshit is that? Like, does anybody realize how much crap that is? Like, it really... Oh my god, we, one day we are going to talk about shit fathers in anime, and let me tell you, the list is not small. At this point, I realize why anime, why anime main characters only have one or no parents. Because the one that they do end up getting is shit. Except for Ichigo. Ichigo had a good mama and a good daddy. That's the... We need a list of good parents because that's a rarity in anime at this point. Rarity. So... But, yeah. um, What was we talking about? Yeah, so... That's literally what I'm thinking about. I'm like, okay, so let's go. It's gonna be amazing. Um... And in those, and the funny thing is, the OP, his OP behind, actually has like good parents, like the Misfit Academy, and like I'm forgetting on parents, like he has really good parents, because his dad like almost died making him a sword, and it was like he was like this sword is made by amazing, amazing metalsmith, my father, and it's like your father's crap, that's a bad sword, but we'll let you enjoy it. So, but yeah, thanks to COVID. It's here, and it's amazing. Um, it's funny, and, you know, Fire Force is great, you know. Um, you get to that point where yeah, his parents are shit in Fire Force. Arthur, your parents are shit. Um, and I can't wait for them to actually see in that episode how shitty they are. So people can be like, mm-mm, you not it. You not there. Um, which is really good, because, you know, Fire Force... Fire Force is a really good anime. If you really like Soul Eater, which is created by the same creator, you will love Fire Force. Um, the openings are banger. And one of my favorite remakes from Nate Wants to Battle is he does the first opening. I think he does the first opening of this one. And it's amazing. He actually does it in sort of like a rock sort of feeling. He does it in English. So if you're not a Japanese anime opening person, it's actually there and I'll put the actual link in the bio, link in 
before the Nate wants to battle because it is amazing. He's actually on iTunes and Spotify, all that stuff. It's really good. I would really, 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 really listen. So if you really like, because I really love like Tommy Heavenly, um, you know those openings on So Evil they were fire. Put them in some of the best openings. That Paper Moon. Matter of fact, that may be what you'll be hearing when this when this episode closes. That Paper Moon. But um, how amazing and everything was. Um, so it's been great. Um, what I would say is, what I do want to say is I do want to put out there because we did get a, um, a letter from the um, artist behind Act Age. And I do want to say, please support your writers. Please support your creatives. Um, especially with this week, if we're getting on the topic of movies, which we don't talk about here, but we'll get into it a little bit. Bob McLeod was a creator. His name was used wrongly on New Moons, just incorrectly. It just seems like a little bit. And you might not think that these things are huge, but creators... If you ask them if they create something and you use it for your product, pay full price. Please don't ask for a discount. They're struggling. I wouldn't say struggling, but they're indie creators. Everything that they make, they want to create and they want to have and they want to own. So if you can't even look up their name to get a name correct and give them that much credit, that says a lot. So don't steal your anime. Everything from Crunchyroll to Funimation has you know free promotions. There's YouTube right now has a great way for you to watch anime. So please do it that way. Try to give back to your creators. Try to um, join manga sites. Um, Shonen Jump is like a $2.99, so it's biz. So, you know, try to be supportive. But if you can't, understand. But at least, you know, try to support in some way. Tweet, be on social media, do something. Try to get out there. Try to get the word out. Try to help these creators be who they are. Because right now, you know, they need it more than anything. We're all in a pandemic. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.